<clears throat> Hello, friends. Uh, it's Turtle Power. Um, and Addy. He's here, too. Yeah, that's him. Um, I, Daniel, I don't know. I might just I might just send this episode to you. I don't know if I'm actually going to publish it. Um, I've been inspired. I never really did, like, game books or interactive fiction uh, narratives. Um, but I've been... I, I absolutely love uh, Daniel K's uh, Warlock on Firetop Man... Mountain? Mansion. Mountain. Warlock on Firetop Mountain. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I, I love that series, and um, if you're listening to this public, or people, like if I publish this episode, don't listen to it. Go listen to Daniel Case ah. Warlock on Fire Top Mountain series, because this is just a pale shadow of that, um, in which, hi buddy, um, basically here's what's happening. It's 1.46 in the morning. Ooh, let me flip this child over. Ooh, ugh. now he's over on the left side now. Um, it's one forty. now it's one forty-seven in the morning, and I'm feeding my child, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna read him a story to put him to sleep, but the story I'm gonna read is, uh, an interactive fiction story. Um, I downloaded this, like, two and a half years ago, I think, and never got into it. It's called Heroes Rise, um, and the, the art of it, I'm looking at the menu screen, the art's, like, two superheroes with life preservers as their emblem, I think, and there's a, a boy one and a girl one, and they've got red hair, and then down at the bottom there's like two villains shadows Ooh, um we're just gonna get into it i'm gonna hit play <clears throat> part one legend has it chapter one homeward bound i'm gonna read this interactive fiction to you and hopefully you'll fall asleep as you finish this bottle we'll see how that goes a helicopter blade slices through the air inches away from your face <laughs> filling your nostrils with the smell of burning metal. You don't have time to process this, however, as a ball of flame unfurls in your direction. You leap onto a neighboring rooftop and tumble around a smoldering chunk of engine. Today was supposed to be your day off, but when you saw a news chopper careening out of control of the city, you couldn't just stand by like a common pedestrian. As you pull clear of the wreckage, you see that the, you see that the, you see that the ejected pilot floats high above the rooftops from a parachute, one that is crawling with licks of flame. It won't be long before the parachute burns through and the pilot drops hundreds of stories to his death. So, how are you going to save him? We can rip up the cables that run along the roof and use them to lasso the pilot down. We can use the zip cord from your wrist holder to reel in the pilot. Or, forget the pilot. He'll be able to steer himself onto one of the rooftops. It's much more important to stop the burning wreckage from falling to the busy streets below. Well, when you say it like that, it sounds like I should choose that one, but zip cord from my wrist holder? Uh, excuse me, are you saying I can have a wrist-mounted grappling hook? Because that's what I'm going to go with. You jump onto the ledge and use your finger to trigger the zip cord. It shoots from the top of your wrist with a magnetized tip set to latch onto the pilot's metal seat. Your shot lands perfectly. Then, with great care, you begin to retract the zip cord, pulling the pilot safely onto the roof next to you. Thank you. As your vision fades to black, you remove the virtual helmet and end your 3D gaming experience. Ah, See, I've played some of this book before, listeners, friends, and I don't remember hardly any of it. And I didn't remember that. I was like, man, it just starts in media res and I get to choose a power and... No, it's, it's a 3D game. Um, you blink several times to adjust to the sunlight in the room. 
which pours in through sleek glass windows. Then you look across the conference table at a buttoned-up executive eyeing you. So, uh, what do you think? They really ramped up the graphics, right? She blurts out. I thought it was a he. Oh, don't spoil the surprise. We're just going to keep this voice. Oh, don't spoil the surprise. Take the game home for your full report. You can collect your advance from the front desk on your way out. Thanks as always. Um, you are Virtuous Reality's best game tester. But the executive still doesn't know your name. Womp womp. You force a smile and remind her that you are. I can be a guy named or a girl named. Um, just because I don't want to have to do a terrible voice, I'm going to do a guy named. Because if I try and be a girl, I'll do a dumb girl voice and it'll be bad. Um, let's see. I can be Declan, Gino, Stephen, Shane, Lewis, Paul, Sean, or I can create my own name. Um, we're going to be um, Stephen. Stephen the superhero? Yeah, I like that. Right. Steven, always a pleasure. The executive then strides out the door, no doubt on her way to a more important meeting. Bye-bye. So you walk toward the front desk alone, thinking that you'd much rather be out there saving real helicopter crashes than testing fake ones, but hey, at least it pays the bills. Though, not very well, you think, as you accept a deposit for $100 at the front desk. Adding this amount to your bank account brings you to a grand total of $2,100. Not exactly rolling in dough, are you? Hey, game? You should be quiet. I'd love to have $2,100. Um, all right. Um, you push... This is a long page. <sighs> okay. You push all thoughts of money from your mind as you exit into the bustling streets of Millennia City. Nestled on America's west coast between Los Angeles and San Francisco, Millennia City is a shining beacon of 22nd century progress, not to mention the city you've called home for your entire life. Baby, baby check in here. He's almost done with his bottle and looking a little drowsy and fidgeting around. Do you, do you need a burp? Okay, we're going to burp the baby real quick. Burp break. Oh, you finished your bottle. That bottle is gone. Okay. Yeah? You gonna burp? Maybe not. Ow, he headbutted me. Um, let's see. You step into the crowd next to a woman whose skin is covered in fishy scales, each one reflecting a different color. You suppose this might surprise people, but not you. New York City has finance, LA has entertainment, and DC has politics, but MC has heroes. It's the powered capital of the country. A fact you've reminded you Nope, a fact you're reminded of as a sonic boom pulses through the air. You look up to see twin blondes rocketing across the sky, a cloud of smoke left in their wake. You sigh, knowing that you belong up there with the legends, instead of down here with the masses. <sighs> These days, one out of every three people is born with powered abilities, and pretty much every one of them wants to be a hero. Especially now that the powered heroes have eclipsed movie stars and music icons to set a standard for A-list celebrity. No burp. You're just wiggling around. Do you want to lay back down? Here. Snuggle into my arms there. Um, you'd also love to be flying home right now, considering that you have the power to fly. However, after one too many gruesome midair collisions, the Department for the Regulation of Powered Resources designated the skies for government licensed travelers only. So, flying is definitely off limits for you, but do you let that stop you? 
Oh, I'll have to decide after I swaddle up the baby. Yeah, we gotta swaddle the baby. Oh. a bundled happy baby with a binky yeah um okay are we gonna fly oh of course not i was born to fly no matter what the law says are we gonna fly we're gonna fly we're gonna break the rules why on earth would you take the metro away when you could be careening through the air cutting your trip to a fraction of the time Sure, the cost of transportation has grown insanely cheap since the Big Sur fusion plant was constructed and the economist Maria Prisco calculated the cure for inflation. That doesn't stop the metro away from taking forever during rush hour. Even though it would be a very, very bad thing to get caught illegally flying, you've been soaring around MC ever since you could crawl fly, so you know all the best routes to keep yourself hidden from view. Stepping into a deserted alley, you leap into the air, and tensor muscles to kickstart your flight powers. I'm regretting this, Hattie. We shouldn't have made this decision. Why are we flying illegally? Most people think flying feels like floating, but you know it really feels more like swimming. It takes a lot of muscle control and endurance. Luckily, you've been training for years, the way a, a runner trains for a marathon, so you can fly today without much trouble. You pull upward, feeling gravity work with you instead of against you. Keeping close to the cover of the rooftops, you begin to weave your way home cruising in and out of clearings with missile precision. And when a helicopter buzzes its way through the sky above you, you can't help but smile. Five minutes later, you drop down to the street as you enter your neighborhood, MC's eastern fringes which mostly consists of public housing projects, pawn shops, and liquor marts. Despite its lack of charm, the fringes are still home, so you start to relax as you approach your apartment building. A loud crunch of glass snaps your senses to attention. Half a block up, you spot a body that has been thrown through the windshield of a car. A teenage boy with writhing snakes coiled around his outstretched arm stands on the sidewalk nearby. Whoa! A boy with writhing snakes coiled around his outstretched arms? That's a weird image. Um, let's see. Uh, before you can even blink, the body in the windshield leaps into the sky. It's another teenage boy whose woolly knees bend backward like a goat's. Slugger, you curse to yourself. Another animal gang fight. Slugger? Is Slugger a curse word in this? That shouldn't be a curse word. It's a great name for little kids. Did I ever call you Slugger? I don't think so. It's like a great fake name for little kids, not an actual name. Um, another animal gang fight. The Eastern Fringes are home to a large portion of the animalistic powered population, widely known to have the most interspecies tension. There's an especially fierce feud between two local Anna gangs, the Cloven and the Scales. As Goat Boy bounds through the air, Snake Boy reacts. His armed snakes surge forward, straightening their impossibly long bodies and clamping onto Goat Boy's thighs with their teeth. Snake Boy then rips his arms back, using the snakes as levers to smash Goat Boy into the pavement. 
Doesn't seem like Gopoi's got much he can do here. Uh, knowing Gopoi won't be able to survive much more than much more snake thrashing, you run toward the scene and do I jump into the fray, striking hard and fast, or hang back and contain the situation from a distance? I think we're gonna jump into the fray. Here we go, jumping in. You're on Snake Boy so fast he doesn't even see you coming. In addition to your flight powers, you also have the ability to generate and wield surges of energy. Which power set do you want to utilize here? Ooh, okay. I can take Snake Boy out with a focus blast of energy using five power. I can fly tackle Snake Boy like a human battering ram, which costs three, or I don't need to use my powers. Yeah, we're gonna not use any powers. Running at full speed, you jump to tackle Snake Boy. Before he can defend himself, you shoulder check Snake Boy and knock him into a nearby wall. With Snake Boy diverted, you turn your attention back to Goat Boy. He's already bounding up the street, bleeding curses as he flees, which is just as well. Your only goal here was to stop the teens from killing each other, since getting involved is technically an illegal act of vigilantism. We did already technically break the law when we flow through the air, so we probably technically shouldn't break the law twice in one day, huh, Atticus? Somehow me going technically doesn't seem to be making him more awake. It actually seems to be making him sleepier when I go technically. It's like each time I do technically, his eyes get a little more closed. Before any powered individual can start a career as a professional hero, he or she must apply for a powered hero license. To lessen the number of applicants, the DRPR makes the process rather lengthy and expensive. You've completed all the paperwork and passed the power's competency test, but you've been saving up for a while to pay the hefty application fee. So, with Go Boy gone and Snake Boy neutralized, it's time to leave before you get into any unnecessary trouble. They were at it for almost five minutes, and no one did a thing. You turn around to find a mother and her young daughter standing on the sidewalk, both looking relieved. The mother presses a tissue to the little girl's forehead against a small cut. They were blocking the door to our building, the mother says. We tried to run inside, but got hit with some debris. These anti-gang fights have been getting so much worse lately. Anyway, who do I have to thank for stopping them? Ooh, okay. I can tell her who you are. The neighborhood needs to know you're watching over them, license or no license. Or stay anonymous. You don't do good deeds like this for the attention, especially since it's not even legal. I think we need to be anonymous, you know? Even in a world full of superheroes, we need to keep our identity secret. Unlike every superhero in every book or movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you keep dropping your binky, sleepy boy? Yeah. You don't want it? Okay. Uh, I'm just doing my part to keep the neighborhood safe, you say, shaking your hand. Well, thank you, the mother says. Are you a real-life powered hero? The little girl whispers, gazing up at you. Oh, yes, he is, the mother answers. Uh, just get home safely, you say, as you continue toward home, not wanting to admit that you aren't a real hero. At least not yet. When you finally walk into your apartment, you're hit with a familiar fragrance of flowers. That's thanks to your grandma, who is also powered. Her special ability enables her to communicate with plants. So as far back as you can remember, grandma has filled your home with every kind of flower and foliage imaginable. Your apartment has always felt like a lush greenhouse, and you couldn't imagine it any other way. You drop your bag near the door and approach your favorite flower, Golda, Bronzina, or Gunnametella. So I think this is where I'm choosing the color of my suit, maybe? Like one's gold, one's bronze, and one's gunmetal. Um, we're going to go with Gunnametella. Gunnametella is a silver rose from a species with metallic foliage that Grandma has spent years breeding. 
You lean in to get a whiff of the rose, which always smells faintly of caramel. Another of Grandma's unique touches. I'm afraid Grandma Talia has been especially cross with me today, Grandma says, entering the living room. I had to dethorn her this morning, and now she feels particularly vulnerable. You know how roses get about their thorns. Such a sore point. Oh, well, tell Gunna Metalia I think she's still a stunner. Thorns are no thorns, you say, approaching Grandma. You know Grandma better than anyone, so you describe her style as simple, elegant, kooky, or practical, absolutely kooky. Grandma loves plants and isn't afraid to show it. She wears nothing but dresses with floral patterns and plant-themed accessories. You kiss her hello, then step back and point to the new video game you've bought home. Another, oh wait, uh, blah, 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 blah. Another help, another helping whopping, why, why did I have trouble with that word? Another whopping virtuous reality deposit to add to the pot. Yeah, every little bit helps, you know that, she says. Now, if only I could teach one of these little darlings to start growing money for leaves. If anyone can do it, it's you, Gran, you say, walking toward the kitchen. What are we having for dinner? I am starving. But you stop short as you see the feast laid out on the kitchen table. It appears Grandma has cooked your favorite meal. Happy birthday, she says with a grin, hugging your side. One hour later. You finally push your plate away, your stomach uncomfortably full. You love Grandma's cooking, but it's usually pretty heavy. All meat and bread and pasta, since vegetables tend to scream at Grandma when she tries to eat them. Well, now that you've eaten a proper meal, I can finally give you your present, Grandma says, turning to a shelf above the table where several potted plants sit. Their leafy vines hang down across the wall and create a lush green curtain. Guadalupe, would you please? At Grandma's request, the nearest vine swings towards you, an envelope nestled between its lowest leaves. Go ahead and take it, Grandma practically squeals. I can't wait any longer. Knowing it'd be useless to object, you open the envelope, which is made of silk fabric, never paper, and pull out a card made entirely out of dried rose petals. Grandma never lets anything go to waste, especially not the remains of her best friends. And while this rose card is especially lovely, you're really stunned by what's inside. A brand new, DRPR-issued, powered hero license for you. You read the license, double-checking that the information listed really belongs to you. Department for the Regulation of Powered Resources Hero License. Name, Stephen Sterling. Gender, male. Marital status, single. Orientation, blank. Since the 21st century political disputes regarding sexual orientation and marriage, the government has required all citizens to declare their orientation along with their marital status. You think it's a bit of an invasive pop a bit of an invasion of privacy, but it was a required field on your application. So you answer that you're attracted to both. So hang on. Since the 21st century, political disputes regarding sexual orientation and marriage. That's really interesting. It has required all citizens to declare their orientation along with marital status. I hate that idea. Is there an option for like, I prefer not to answer? Not in this game, there's not. So we're gonna say both. Um, weird. You're never attached to just one type, but the last person you were with was a woman. Next, your codename is Maneuver, Rush, Conduit, Charge, 
or SFX. Um, I like Conduit, I guess. No, I don't. That sounds like a business I used to work for. Rush and Charge and Maneuver, Conduit, SFX. Um, do I want to be SFX? No, I don't think so. I guess I'll be Maneuver? Department for, uh, Department for the Regulation of Powered Resources, Hero License. Name, Stephen Sterling. Gender, male. Marital status, single. Orientation, bisexual. Codename, Maneuver. You stare down in disbelief at the license. Grandma has just given you the best birthday present ever. How? You start to ask, not sure where to begin. Someone just needed to pay the outstanding bill on your application, Grandma says, beaming. But, Graham, this is too much. We can't possibly afford... Hush, Grandma says, crossing her arms. I had to spend all the extra potpourri memory... Potpourri money... Pot, 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 pot. I had to spend all the extra potpourri money on something useful, didn't I? Grandma smiles at you. Then looks at the tree in the corner of the kitchen. She nods, and right on cue, the tree begins to shake, letting loose a shower of sparkling seeds. Grandma only has that old tree shake shimmers on the most special of occasions. Thank you, Gran, is all that you can manage. It's only what you deserve, Stephen, Grandma says, leaning back in her chair and stroking the shimmer tree. Besides, it's what your parents would have wanted. And that's the end of the chapter. Next chapter is By the Roots. So we will uh, leave it there and uh, see if I end up publishing this or just sending it to Daniel or doing anything with it. And uh, if I do publish it, uh, then thanks for listening. And be sure, if you haven't already, um, listen to Daniel Kay's Warlock on Firetop Mountain, then congratulations, you've broken the law. Uh, the only way to make up for it is by going and listening to Daniel Kay's Warlock on Firetop Mountain three to six times um and once you've done that then you can come back and listen to more of this and also tap a and hope for the best my baby's very asleep now i'm gonna go put it back in the script and i'm gonna go back to bed This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. Good evening, 003. The following is for your ears only and is classified above top secret by Her Majesty's Secret Service. Less than 24 hours ago, our contact with the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network intercepted an encrypted audio message sent over social media regarding the upcoming season of Podcasters Assemble. 
a hype rewatch podcast covering the James Bond films leading up to Bond 25. According to our intel, Season 1 covered the Marvel Cinematic Universe, while Season 2 focused on the Star Wars Skywalker saga. For this season, the podcast network is looking to recruit field operatives from around the world to reminisce about the Daniel Craig Bond movies, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and Spectre, and a countdown to the latest film in the franchise, No Time to Die. Your primary objective is to infiltrate podcasters assemble by recording and uploading your submissions at probablywork.com. Utilizing a two-way communications device with a built-in microphone, the latest from QBranch. In addition, MI6 believes that the first episode is going to be an overview of the series as a whole, showcasing everyone's favorite and least favorite Bond movies, Bond actors, Bond villains, secret layers, cold opens, vehicles, and gadgets from the franchise's history, and more importantly, your background with these films. For a full mission report, go to probablywork.com. The first episode is scheduled for release on March 6th. We're all counting on you, 003.